hasn't seemed as bad as last week as far as we didn't have to wait a full week plus to discuss any of the episode. So it just came on last night. We really haven't even had a chance to talk about it, have we? I know. I didn't even, haven't even watched it yet. <laughs> well, that might not be good then. Well, I'm just going to wing it. Are you? Yeah, just I know the general gist. Play it by ear? Yeah, so okay. it's by Perestroika, Glass Nose, yeah. You know. Okay. Welcome to American Reds, Tribal Rant's unofficial podcast for the sixth and last season of The Americans. I'm Michelle. And I'm Mike. And tonight we're podcasting The Americans Season 6, Episode 3, Urban Transport Planning. It aired on April 11th, 2018, and this episode was TVMALV. Urban Transport Planning, that's just not as sexy as KGB, is it? Well, no, and I don't know that what Stan's doing now has the same oomph either. Bank robbery, money laundering, he's still... You know, I guess he is still in the. He's still in the yeah the criminal game. So what did you think about episode three? I liked it. I think they did a great job. I think it was easier to watch than the very first one. Getting back into it, didn't didn't you? Yeah, I thought they. There's a lot of information in these. There's a lot of stuff going on. We have a lot of different things happening at one time. There's a couple things that I'm a little confused about, and I'll ask what you think about them when we get there, okay. as far as the episode goes. But yeah, I, I think it they're they're delving really deep in to give us the story. It feels like as far as a lot of different nuances between how Elizabeth is now versus how she was when Philip was with her, and how she is with Paige, and how she's with Claudia. We just have a whole lot of information with stuff like that, I think. Well, yeah. Okay, well, we start this episode with Elizabeth. Now, here, this is the first thing that happened, and one of the things I'm talking about, we see her frantically scrubbing her face and scrubbing the stuff off of her face. Yeah. Those, you know, brains and skull bits will, you know, get you motivated to scrub up. But she's really looking frantic, and she looks... uh, disgusted and she well the whole thing with Paige getting off script I think got her a little frazzled but then we immediately go into where Paige is talking with her dad yeah touchy-feely Philip yeah well yeah Philip's been kind of touchy-feely Philip for a while too but Elizabeth comes in and completely different oh she's yeah. cold oh. she's Completely in control, where she was not at all in control when she was scrubbing that stuff off of her face. It's like there's the one side of Elizabeth who really hates this, and then there's this other side of Elizabeth who pretends like she doesn't. Pretends like this stuff doesn't mean anything to her. She's a professional. That's what professionals do. They separate emotion from... The task. But did we see that from her prior, or is this something new? Because I don't remember seeing Elizabeth really fighting what goes on, like um, I think we saw her do in this episode. I, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe. But anyway, Paige is sitting on the couch. Philip's like bringing her water, and they start talking about Est, and, which is now called The Forum. I don't we think hear she changed. likes talking about 
est. She is, uh, they're pretty much, they got their own little Cold War going, I think, between Philip and Elizabeth right now. No, no, he's talking to Paige, not Elizabeth. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, I thought you were talking about Elizabeth coming in. So I was, No, I just brought that up to, yeah. to contrast yeah. how she was acting before we went into this scene right here, but... Um, but he's telling her it's important not to push away the bad feelings and you have to go through it. He's learned this stuff. And like I just said, we've learned that S has like morphed into the forum kind of there or else that's what he's going to now. I don't know if it's different. I think it's probably about the same thing. Just called something different. Yeah. They probably just rebranded themselves. Well, he talks about how he's seen bad stuff too, and they just have to deal with it. And then this is where Elizabeth walks in and Paige is like, what happened? What happened? And she, you know what happened. She didn't pull any punches with Paige, does she? You came off script. Yeah. She really scold. Well, she starts to scold her and then Henry calls. So you've got like this two separate like thing. And I think she points it out later. It's like her and Paige and then Philip and Henry. Yeah. Well, and Philip's still trying to parent Paige and with this addition of her spy duties it's a little bit more complicated um, yeah Philip is talking to her about Est and saying it's okay to let yourself feel bad you know he's real soft and they're just in direct conflict when she gets in and she says um, you left your position you don't get to talk about what you thought or felt which is directly different than what Philip just got through telling her. He just got through telling her, letting yourself feel bad is okay. And one of the things that came out of her mouth was, you don't get to talk about what you thought or felt. So your feelings or your thoughts are not important here. Sticking to the program is what's important. She said, or anything else. You don't get to think, you don't get to talk about what you thought or felt or anything else. So she's just sitting there getting the soft soap from Philip. And then Elizabeth comes in and says, that's all BS. This is, you screwed up. This is, this is the way it works. And if anybody else had screwed up the way you did, they'd be out. They'd be gone. Yeah. I think there was also something like to Henry calling though, because here we have Philip trying to parent Paige and Elizabeth puts a stop to that. And then we have, Philip, who can't even parent Henry because he's got this interference. He's got this thing going on right behind him. He's got to get back to this. This is an important conversation. Well, then Paige wants to spend the night. Well, well, first he says, you know, we've got a lot to talk about here. Right. And Elizabeth said, there isn't anything to talk about here. Stick to the plan. Yeah. That's what we've got to talk about here. And, and then, but that's not really fair because then we see Elizabeth talking to her later. Yeah, but right then, right then, the direction was just as I'm characterizing it. And then Paige is a little, you know, upset. So she says, hey, can I just stay here? And Philip says, of course. You know, soft, touchy, est. Philip says, of course, we're here to embrace you. Everything's going to be okay. And then Elizabeth says, <laughs> Uh, no, get out. Well, not like that, but pretty pre- much, pretty much. Yeah. Get back home. It's a work night. You're going home. Yeah. There's no, there's no coddling coming from Elizabeth over this. Well, there's no coddling coming from Elizabeth over this, but then we do see kind of 
I don't know if it's coddling. Well, tensions have gone down. It didn't just occur. And she's had time to reflect. And she, going on a, a leisurely walk uh, during the day is totally different than just, you know, getting scrubbing somebody's brains off your face and in counseling an agent who... No, I'm not really talking about that, though. What I'm talking about is when we see Philip or uh, Elizabeth with Paige with Claudia... It is almost a coddling. It's just really different. I've, I've, I've got some thoughts on Elizabeth here. It's more like mothering and grandmothering, don't you think? Yeah, probably. But as soon as Paige leaves, which she just gets up and leaves, then Philip starts talking to Elizabeth about, well, I guess Paige has seen it all now. Yeah, I told mm-hmm. her she could talk to you, and Elizabeth said, that's what she just did. I know. It's like, it's like what are you talking about? She just did. But I think Elizabeth says... She hasn't seen it all. And I think, again, she's talking about the sex thing. Yeah, yeah. What she's Phillip, talking about. Or, uh, Elizabeth's really worried about that, I think. That's in the back of her mind. And then she goes into what actually happened. She tells him that it was Renhol and that she had to do it because he was going to kill her. And Renhol was going to kill her, I think. I don't think there was any doubt about that. Do you? No. Um, and he said he heard that he killed himself. And she said, yes. Well, that's what Paige said. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then she she said, well, he did. Yeah. So she's leading Philip to believe that he, she didn't kill him. Right there. It's, she didn't, she didn't, she didn't uh, expand on that. She just said, yeah, he did. She kind of left it open. Yeah. I felt like she felt like he did actually kill himself by doing what he did there. No, she was... In, she was pulling the gun underneath his chin. No, absolutely. She's the one who did that. But I think that in in Elizabeth's mind, she blamed him. That knowing that he was trying to kill her was oh, suicide I, yeah. in and of itself. I see what you said. And then Elizabeth goes into the trouble back home. There's trouble back home. And you can see it all over Philip's face. Hello? You're going to tell me? I know. Okay, this is it? You're going to share this with me? Right. And then, of course, she... She tightens up and says, I can't, can't tell you, can't talk about it. Yeah, I know. And he even specifically asked her about the sensor and stuff. Yeah. And she can't talk about it. And then this takes us to the intro. And then we come back and. <laughs> oh, my God. Stands with Sophia. Man, poor old Stan. He just gets one surprise after another. That was bad, though. She told Bogdan. About, about Stan, Stan and Gennady, it looks like. Yeah, she told them about what they were doing. she's talking to Bogdan. She's confiding in Bogdan. And what She gets earth? indignant about it. She goes, I'm not a child. We Soviets, uh, we are Soviets. We know how to keep secrets. It's what we do. I mean, and, and Stan's just sitting there thinking, oh, my God, what a hairball this woman has potentially created. Did you see him? She said that, and he was sitting down, and he got up. He like You could see his face. It was like she was in the background, and they were showing his face, face in the opposite direction, and then his eyes got big, and he stood up, and he turned around and looked at her. He's like, if you have talked to Bogdan about me, you have no idea the danger you've put Gennady in. And then he said, and you, kind of as an afterthought. But She doesn't. She, she doesn't realize Okay, but we have to remember here that this is three years down the road. They've been with her for over three years. So is this 
new Sophia? I mean, because... This is morphed Sophia. This is evolved Sophia. Because she was always kind of... She was scared. She was very careful and very scared. Are you sure nobody followed you in this apartment? Oh, this is just to meet me. And right. you know, he's very worried about the safety of herself and her, her, was it her son or daughter? Her son. Yeah. So then we go to Elizabeth in the schmancy travel office, gets up to leave, says goodbye to Philip. Okay, this struck me as odd because they've never shown them having any kind of financial trouble before, ever. And we've seen a lot of stuff go on with them and a lot of money, obviously, being spent. These last-minute trips to Mexico, no big deal. Of course, I realize that's for the center stuff, but all of their home stuff has been covered and paid for and never had to worry about money or anything and now we're seeing that Philip's worried about money yeah it's weird it was it was weird that they put that in there and I guess that'll come back um, for something some subject matter that they're gonna use it for later yeah it, it would have to right or are they just trying to show us that the center's not covering everything. They're not getting two I, for one. I don't or... know. We'll, we'll see it later, I'm sure. I didn't explain anything other than he just wanted some extra time. And he worked it out with uh, David, the I guess he's financial the, guy. The, yeah, the dean there or whatever. Yeah. But he also specifically waited for Elizabeth to leave. So he don't want Elizabeth to know about the financial trouble. Well, he doesn't worry. want to worry her. She's got a lot on her. She's got her. enough on her? Yes. Yeah. But he talks about what a great year it's been, and because it's been a great year, he's had to, you know, he's had so many opportunities to advance the company and build the company. And we've seen, we've talked about that his company has been built, but built up, but we haven't really, you know, talked about the money. Yeah, he's a full time like travel one. agent now. Yeah. But he says it's going to pick up in the holiday season, and he'll catch up. And by the way, if you need a good Bahama deal... Yeah, I'll get it, I'll get it for you. I'm your dude. So then we see Paige and Elizabeth, and they're doing this walk by the water that we kind of talked to before. And this is where Paige is... In, she completely admits her mistake, but she's still asking what happened. She wants to know who it was and what happened, and she's wants to know why the man killed himself. Paige says he must have been crazy. Elizabeth starts saying maybe he had some trouble that he couldn't see his way out of. And again here, I think we might be seeing Paige being set up for when Elizabeth maybe has to do the same thing in or what she thinks this man's done. Yeah, she's uh, she's definitely uh, yeah getting getting Paige used to the idea that these kind of things can happen to anybody. Right. And she's letting her know this guy wasn't crazy. Sometimes there's no other way out of a situation. And that was kind of ominous, I thought. But she also admits here, Elizabeth did, she admitted it to Philip too earlier that she made a mistake, that she miscalculated this guy. She's talked about pushing him too hard. She didn't, I don't know if she didn't have the time or if she just didn't take the time to develop the relationship with him. Well, remember, you know, she's a little frazzled, and I hadn't thought about that, but that's an excellent point. She may have pushed him a little little too hard in order to be a little more efficient. Right, right. She just has so much. Just how much? Done. Yeah. I think she needs to put the X in this block and move on to one of her other projects. That's a great point. Elizabeth says here that Paige is asking her all sorts of questions about 
what will happen if, if, what if they don't think it's a suicide, what if, and Elizabeth says, I don't have all the answers. And you've never heard Elizabeth be like that with Paige either. But Elizabeth does still go into the fact that you have to know, you know, you can't live your life afraid. I'm. She essentially tells her, I'm not afraid to die for she, my cause. That's exactly what she told her. And you can't be afraid. You decide you're going to make a difference, and you just make a difference in what's happening. And then she says that she won't have these kind of troubles, but she still needs to know how to handle this kind of thing. So my question is this. Have I missed something along the way? Do we know that Paige is going to be doing something that's so different from the stuff that Elizabeth's done? Because they talk about it like it's a done deal, and I don't remember them telling us how what Paige is going to be doing is different. They've alluded to this more than once. Well, maybe they, they just haven't shared it with us yet. Yeah, but but they haven't, right? I haven't gotten anything uh, from anything that we've we've been shown yet. They, Unless Paige is just going to be one of the little walkie-talkie clickers or something like that and absolutely have no culpability or, or danger or anything. but Well, the center wanted to develop her, but develop her into what? At this point, we don't know because now we've got this added, um, this added idea that we're getting from Elizabeth that she's not going to be doing this. The thing she's going to be doing is going to be different. Right. So we'll see. Okay. Yeah. Well, the next scene we go to Philip looking through the book, Success Through a Positive Mental Attitude. Yeah, when he gets out there and he gives his best Norman Vincent Peale pep talk to his troops and he calls one of them out and, and, you know, Rick, give me three strategies that you used when you were closing these deals yesterday. And he, he goes through and he dissects the things that, that Rick did. Rick, Rick outlines what he did and then Philip puts the tag on it and he points it out to everybody else. You know, let's, let's use these three strategies when talking. Let's commit right now to using these three strategies every time we talk to a customer. He's doing his best little Tony Robbins impersonation there. Well, I looked up the book, Success Through a Positive Mental Attitude on Amazon, and it has better reviews than uh, Seven Habits of you know, I mean, yes, great, great reviews on the book, just by the way. But how awkward was that? It was pretty awkward. Or remember, you know, he's <laughs> he's a trained Soviet spy. He is not a motivational, a motivational speaker. speaker. All he's done is taken a few S classes and decides he doesn't want to be a spy anymore. And now he suddenly has appointed himself motivational speaker. But he has to make people clap for Rick. He's yeah. like, all right, everybody, come on, y'all clap too. Come on, come on. It was just it was the most awkward thing it I've was, ever seen. It was awkward. Is he doing that to try to generate more money? He needs them to pick up the pace, and is it like a... I hadn't thought about that, but that's certainly poss- a possibility. Because he seems stressed about money, and this was right after that scene where he had to call the financial office at St. Edwards. So. Yeah, that's certainly a possibility. Maybe since he quit, they're not paying him anymore maybe elizabeth maybe they cut their pay in half that's what i was saying you know they're not getting but that, that can't be because they can't have financial no, trouble I don't, I don't believe that but it's really odd that they're having financial well, issues know, he had to go buy that camaro and he's who knows what he's out line dancing and drinking right. corona so, and he's well just, you know. corona i don't know how expensive a corona but 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 yeah you're right and i did think about that he's 
got a stereo in his car, radio in his car, he's nice enough a new Lincoln. that he has to take it out to go in, but he can't make his son's tuition payment. Even though his son gets a scholarship, he pointed out, because I was thinking that when we were watching that, he said, the scholarship helps, but... Philip has turned into a real American. <laughs> Okay, so then we go to where Stan is telling Adderhold <laughs> hilarious. They're dealing with about Bogdan. Bogdan. Bogdan works for TASS, which is the, the state-sponsored Soviet news agency. It's the same thing that Sophia works for. Yeah. Yeah. But he's telling them he's some type of senior correspondent journalist, and they talk about Gennady. He's still going to be gone for four more days. They want and... to get him out while he's there. They want to send the CIA to get him while he's there and get him out. Right. And Adderholt says, let's just wait till he gets back. And Okay, so now, who, who's right in this stuff? We're definitely seeing Adderholt, first of all, be more annoyed with Stan than I've ever seen Adderholt be, number one. Well, Stan's questioning the operation because next he tells him, you know, we don't get anything. We've been doing these x-rays for three years. We don't get anything. Have you seen any anything? Thing that any actionable intel that we've right. gotten, and, and of course you can tell Stan's brought this up before, and Adderholt's just tired of hearing it. See, Adderholt is a foot soldier, and he is dedicated is dedicated to his cause as Elizabeth is to hers, and so he's a very procedural guy, and he sticks to the script, he sticks to the plan, and he doesn't he's not as touchy feely. You know, Stan's a little touchy feely, Phillips a little touchy feely. That's why they get along so well, and. So, but Stan used to do that when he was with Adderhold. He he did. And Adderhold didn't show that kind of almost contempt. Yeah, but you can tell because he did show that contempt that he they've plowed this field before. They've they've talked about this is this is not something that Stan's bringing up for the first time. And uh, then Adderhold, I mean, this is pretty reckless if you ask me. Hey, maybe Bogdan's okay. I mean, he knows better than that. I mean, the, the, the whole operation has been compromised by But that's Sophia. what I'm saying. Adderholt wants to continue this at all costs, no matter what happens. He wants to continue yeah, this. He wants and to Stan, keep running them, yeah. Right, and Stan's saying, we haven't even gotten anything. This well, whole thing's been for nothing anyway. By the way, we find out it was an x-ray machine. It may be because this is the last spy operation that Stan's allowed to work on, and Adderholt just doesn't want Stan to go anywhere. Oh, that's interesting. That's an interesting thought. But they also talk about other stuff, too. They talk about the general, uh, yeah. Renhol, who committed suicide in the park, and Stan's like, yeah, I don't know about all that. This is the guy that... Well, they mentioned he was working on SDI. You remember what SDI stands for, don't you? No. That was Reagan's Star Wars program. It was uh, short for Strategic Defense Initiative. Okay. And it was a missile system that was actually a umbrella system that was designed, was being designed to shoot down incoming Soviet ballistic missiles in the right. event. And of course, we saw in the Gulf War later the um, the introduction of the Patriot missile, which was uh, had a high degree of success in shooting down incoming missiles uh, on, a, on a smaller scale. Not ballistic missiles, but short-range missiles. The Patriot missile would go up and take those missiles out as they were coming in. Okay. So the Strategic Defense Initiative was like a souped-up Patriot missile that if the Soviets ever did push the button and those missiles started coming our way, those ballistic missiles, the missiles that Reagan was developing, the Strategic Defense Initiative, would go actually out and 
get those ballistic missiles in, um, you know, lower outer space and take those things out as they were coming in. Because, you know, a ballistic missile actually, you know, gets some, some serious height, goes up, up into the... Uh, Sure. Up in the stratosphere. So that's why he was working on back then, this Renhold guy. That's what he's working on now. That's where that. That's why she. Oh, wanted, okay. Because the right, strategic right. defense initiative was something that Reagan blurted out one day, and just completely, uh, just just the the Russians went into meltdown mode because you know if our, if they render our ballistic missiles ineffective, all this money we've spent on our nuclear capabilities, our nuclear strike capabilities are useless and we've lost. Well, they discuss how he'd been brought in years ago because he shot a guy who accused him of being a Soviet spy. Yeah. Yeah. I guess we saw this. I don't remember this. And now he shoots himself. Right. They're just kind of rubbing their chins over it. Yeah, I don't yeah, they don't buy it for a second, but I guess they just don't really know where to go with it. And then Adderholt brings up Oleg. And says, maybe you want to get on that. And I'm a little surprised Stan hasn't done that prior we to this. We haven't had much time. Remember, Elizabeth just scrubbed her face off from the brains. And okay. Oleg has just gotten into town. Okay, so. you're right. Then we go to the scene where Elizabeth's talking to walking the, to the priest, priest in, who married. In the graveyard. Him. Yep. How so are evi- with your husband? So evidently, he's going to her now. Remember, he went to Philip before. Right, and he was being run by Gabriel previous to that. Right, so he's he's talking to her, but it seems like it's as much of a personal conversation. Or he he's talking about the stuff he needs to tell her, and then she starts turning it personal about telling her, teaching her daughter about their ways. And he says that he runs a whole class teaching. It's weird teaching them out of books when they haven't. Even ever been there. Or can't experience it, yeah. And then they have the conversation about Philip and how everything's going, and she's essentially saying it's not not great, that they're really struggling, I think, with the parenting and of, of Paige. And then he wants to see Philip. He says, tell him to come. Bring him along. Bring him. Tell him I, um, I ask for him. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, he doesn't work. And he's like, it's okay. Bring him anyway. Then we go to commercial and we come back and we have disguised Elizabeth and Paige. Man, that's my favorite Elizabeth wig so far. Going to work. I, I knew it would be. I, I knew like it would be. Um, she needs to keep that wig off. That blue eyeshadow, though. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Okay. <laughs> okay, is it just me here or are we spending a lot of time? This is... I'm I'm really absorbing everything that they're doing and I'm really loving it and getting into it. But are we spending, like, a lot of time showing various clips of random surveillance in this? I kind of thought we were before. I mean, we know they're surveilling these people. We know this. I think they're just trying to get us used to the idea that Paige is on the job. But we keep seeing get out of the car, follow the group. Not just Paige. Paige, Elizabeth, the other people sitting across the way, uh, watching the building. Claudia said, hey, you know, the summit, you know, they're all concerned when what's going on with the summit. So they're trying to get as much information as they can to send back to the center. Before sure. The summit. And I completely get that. I completely get that they're doing it. Well, why are you complaining? <laughs> I guess because we, I feel like an urgency, I suppose, to find out the whole story. And it feels like we, 
I don't know if I want to use the word waste, but it feels like we almost waste a lot of the episode with cars pulling up, showing a different disguise, getting out of the car, seeing the people come out of the building, sitting across the street, watching the people come out of the building. Just a constant. We've seen that a lot. It's been a lot of time they've done that in these episodes. I think they're just showing you the procedure. That could definitely just be me, that I'm just anxious to hear the story and I realize they're surveilling and I don't necessarily need to see every surveil move that they do. Yeah, don't be so hard on them. I guess, I guess. But they go into this pizza restaurant. They're talk, they, they talk a lot about food again. We did that last season, I think. Well, we've done it a lot of seasons, but particularly last season when there was the hunger mm-hmm. or the potential famine. But they talk about food and which pizza is better and they're right chicago and new york and right. too much bread in chicago and that's their discussion and they go to the pizza place they go to the pizza place and elizabeth's sitting in there and she's listening to him now we see glenn there he's talking about his wife they're kind of teasing him about a jacket that he wore and he points out that his wife got him that jacket when they were stationed i think in japan or something anyway he, he gets like emotional yeah. over his wife and so they kind of drop it but the only thing that we hear is that they have a lot of work before Schultz gets back from Moscow. Well, he invites them over to uh, watch the World Series at his house, and none of them will come except the one guy. And if you remember, he mentioned the Twins were going to be in the World Series, were, were, were contenders to go to the World Series, which they did that year, and they won. Do you remember watching that at Jim and Tina's house? You and I watched... Uh, that World Series. Yes. At Jimmy Tina. Absolutely do. Kirby Puckett was a was a major player in that. Uh, they kept mentioning Kirby Puckett, and he was a Minnesota Twins player. He was you know outstanding in the World Series, and uh, that just kind of uh, uh, reminded me of, of that time. Yeah. Or, or, yeah. Being being back there uh, in '87 with no cell phone. And little did we know that. Philip and Elizabeth were going through all this at the same time when we were just we, over there with our friends hanging out. We had no out. idea. We were just sitting around drinking beer and eating popcorn and playing Rook and watching the World Series. I know. Yep. Long time ago. Okay, then we come to probably, I love this scene, Stan goes to Oleg. But we talked about this last year. We said, I really hope Stan gets a chance, remember, he did. to he went, explain he went this. He straight in and covered everything in about six sentences and uh, I told them not to do it. I threatened them. They backed off. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And Oleg kind of motions for him. Okay. Is that's it? Just go ahead. You can go now. Yeah. Well, we have to really stop and think about the hell that Oleg went through because of that. Not the just torment. that. Not just that. But you have to remember here. Whoever, whatever, whatever you're thinking about in this exchange, whoever's, whoever side you're on, Stan taped Oleg. But of course he did. But Oleg didn't tape Stan, and well, they were collaborating on trying to, you know, come together on something. They were working on something together because they were friends, and Oleg um, got taped. Yeah. And Stan had the tape on Oleg, and they were going to use that tape. Yeah. Against Oleg and his family. So yeah. he is, he's not going to, you know, Stan says, hey, your class started two weeks ago. Well, you know, he's not going to tell Stan. He's not going to confide in Stan 
anything anymore. There's no way he's going to tell Stan, well, actually, I came over here because, you know, we're worried about Gorbachev. There's two warring factions right now. He's not going to share any of that with Stan. Well, of course not. First of all, Oleg never... What he did, he did because he felt like it was the right thing to do. It was William. much like this Renhold guy. Oleg got William killed. Because he was afraid of what was going to happen. Whatever. He's a Soviet KGB agent. And he gave up another Soviet KGB agent. That's that's huge. It is. The point I'm trying to make is is that he didn't just... He wasn't working for the FBI or anything like that. He was only working for his conscience. I wouldn't expect him to tell Stan anything in this situation. Would you? I no, mean, even... You don't get to work for your conscience when you're a KGB operative. Well, I mean, we've seen that with Philip. No, no, we've seen it on television. I'm talking about it in real life. I know, but we're talking about on on television. And I, oh, okay. I didn't expect him to tell... Philip anything and I don't or, or Stan anything and I don't think Stan expected him to tell him anything but Oleg doesn't believe Stan Stan doesn't believe Oleg no but Oleg can believe Stan Stan is telling him the truth but Oleg can't believe anything Stan says Stan okay. taped him before uh, you're right but Stan is telling Oleg the truth Oleg is not telling Stan the truth in this situation no and he's not going to no he's not but what are you doing here Oleg Right. He just point blank tells him. And whatever it is, don't. He said, I told you. Yeah, he goes, no, at first he set him down. He goes, you ever think about her? He's still, he's still got that in his crawl, you know, and he's talking about Nina. Sure. And, of course, um, they have a little conversation about her. And then Oleg says, they had the tape. Stan said, I fought him. And Oleg just looks at him and says, BS. Mm -hmm. And then that's when Stan says, look, okay, I understand we're done. Whatever you're doing here, don't. He gets up and leaves. Aren't you glad, though, that Stan got to tell him that? Because I know that Oleg doesn't like it, but I'm really glad Oleg knows. And I think he does know. Yeah, Yeah. I am too. I was really glad to see that. Then we go to commercial and we come back. And this is where Claudia Page and Elizabeth are making peasant food. Peasants know how to survive. I love that line. Peasants know how to survive from Claudia um, Elizabeth talks about how her mom would make huge pots of this and then eat on it for weeks. Yep. And Paige says, "Didn't you get tired of it?" Didn't you ever get sick of this? Like, well, that was really, really wasn't something that you know. That was funny, yeah, because we're Elizabeth not allowed to get tired of stuff. Elizabeth paused and she looked and she kind of looked quizzically at Paige and she goes, "That wasn't an issue." You know, get tired of survival because that's what we had to survive on. It's a difference in you know culture, uh, and, and they're having all these different dishes. They're talking about. All these different dishes. Uh, cabbage and shredded beef. You should make some of that. It's that boiled is. cabbage. I don't think you'd want that. Well, I, well, I just bought a head of cabbage. Yeah, I don't think you'd want it boiled. That's well, not. Okay. <laughs> well, maybe we could you know, fix it up the way you fix it up. <laughs> anyway, I want some cabbage and beef, so you handle that for later. Let's go back to the podcast. <laughs> okay, we have. Go get some sour cream. We already got some. Go get some more. Get some more. We have Salanka which is soup, shakoya, which is stew, because it's thicker, and galupsi, which is the boiled cabbage with beef with sour cream on top. And Elizabeth is like, she just got this little gleam in her eye about this boiled cabbage with beef. And she talks about how the sour cream was hard to come by, and it was like a 
a delicacy, so to speak, at the time. For those of you who've ever wondered what Russian dishes sound like pronounced with a Southeastern American accent, <laughs> you just got three of them. <laughs> and I apologize for that. Don't apologize. <laughs> but, yeah, you're right. They send Paige out under the false pretense of needing more Sa- sour cream. More sour cream. cream, more cowbell. And then uh, Claudia gives Elizabeth the her uh, her ID, her cover ID, and, and her target info for her next uh, operation. Yeah, he's a supervisor at the warehouse where Aletheon ships and does the quality assurance and stuff for the sensors. Yeah, they're they're, they're going to get those sensors. Yeah. And, and then, then Elizabeth... Said, this smells good. It's like reminds her of home. And Claudia, you know, they're just sitting there. Claudia and Elizabeth are developing a uh, close friendship. Yeah. Which is surprising. Yeah, it Even is. Elizabeth I don't I don't trust it. Beat the tar out of Claudia before. And Claudia wasn't too good to Elizabeth either. No, no. So Phillip's working late and Elizabeth comes in with her Tupperware of Shakoya looking all pleased with herself. She's just, he just ate. beaming. Yeah. He I I believe he did just eat, but I don't believe Philip has the same memories no, he, associated no. with this. No, he has doesn't have the same sense of nostalgia for anything Soviet. He likes everything American. So, right. Well, right. And we've learned this. This is peasant food. This is what they had to survive on. This isn't like you know. No, this brings up great memories for her, and the same dish brings up negative memories right and it's so funny to me because when they've shown us elizabeth's past there wasn't a lot of great remember how sick her mother was while she sat there and everything from years well his past past wasn't that enjoyable either no but why does she have why has she romanticized this she is a trained soviet kgb agent she believes in the cause well what do you think about her throwing it away they couldn't even have this in the house couldn't you call it stew or something. How on earth would you know it was beef and vegetables? Well, yeah, and you'd also, I mean, you'd have to be counting on the FBI to come in and go through your kitchen to see if you had any, you know, Russian food. I mean, that that was a little. They're just, she just following protocol though. She's a she's. I know, but you could make this. It, it was stew. It was like a stew. She's just following protocol. What's the difference in a Russian stew and an American orders stew? Orders are orders, and they're not an invitation to dance, and you follow the orders as they're given. It was nice, though, that Philip went to her and said, here, no way, let me let me take a bite, you know, because he knew how important it was. Her. She was literally, I haven't seen her look at her children the way she looked at this stew, you know. It was very, very loving. Oh, I know, yeah, she was very pleased with herself. The uh, orders are orders um, phrase that I just gave you, you know, I got that back when, in the 80s, when I was given a set of orders to go to Jacksonville. Remember, I was stationed here in the Navy, and they wanted to transfer me to Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to this commander on the telephone, Commander Shock, and he told me um, they had sent those that set of orders, and that's where I was going. And he said, orders are orders, Chief. They are not an invitation to dance. And I've never forgotten. <laughs> That's a neat little thing to remember. Yeah. So Elizabeth goes and she throws this down the garbage disposal. And they she starts telling Philip about how Claudia and 
Paige and her and herself cook and they watch movies from home and they talk and it feels and she just kind of trails off of that like it's just so good. She's like got this romantic idea. And then she walks out and this place hits her in the face and she hates it. And I mean, and you can see her hate. She really conveys that she hates it. And then Philip says that honestly, in a few years, they'll have Stan over for Sequoia. He thinks. Do you see her face? What are you talking about? Well, he says things are different. They're even going to put a Pizza Hut in Moscow. And they did. And she's like bitter. She's not a fan of Glasnost or Perestroika. She says, Americans want us to be just like them, and I don't want to be like them, and neither do the people back home. And he's like, you haven't talked yeah, to anybody for 20 says, years. you haven't either. I know. Um, but he has. He's talked to Oleg. He has talked to Oleg. Mm-hmm. And it looks like he's going to continue talking to Oleg. So that's a good point. I hadn't thought about that. I don't know if they've discussed that kind of thing, but maybe a little bit because Oleg is talking about how the people back. That's a great point. I didn't think about that. Well, think about it. That's the Mm -hmm. only contact Phillips had with somebody from back home. Who's not a spy. I didn't think about that or not currently a spy. Well, yeah. So Elizabeth, but she's really like romanticizing Russia. You can see it in her demeanor when she's in that little cocoon apartment with Claudia and Paige and you can see it when she talks to Philip. You can see all of this. She's she's in love with the idea of a Russia that she wants to believe in. The patriotic. Yeah, part I'm, I'm struggling. I, I gotta tell you, I'm struggling with that because how on earth can you be in love with the idea of how she grew up? She is she is the Soviet Union. She believes in. All things Soviet, no matter what it is. Making it in her mind that it's better to be back there starving to death and eating peasant food than it is to call the Chinese place to have them deliver Kung Pao chicken. I think, you know, you're probably right. I think a lot of this is, um, I think she might be secretly frustrated that, Soviet Union is the way that it is, and she's trying to force this um, this uh, narrative, this 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 Russian patriotism, this this uh, this uh, love and allegiance to her country, in spite of all these things. It seems almost delusional to me. I well, understand her missing home. She's a professional KGB agent, and she's she's a professional. Okay, then we go to the scene where Renee is... Wants to be an FBI agent. That's ridiculous. What what is that? No, I think you're right. I think you you had said early on that she was an agent, and I thought that she wasn't. But now I'm starting to think something, because she's wanting... Isn't it great the way Philip and Elizabeth get to work together? I mean, the conversations that they have. And, you know, wouldn't it be great if we had that? You know, I want to be an FBI agent with you. Well, you're too you're too old. Well, and she still she she hasn't let go of this. So I think she's going to use this later as a let me get involved with you in some way. Tell me about what's going on. So I think well, right. I think you might be right. I don't know though. I mean, you know, I almost started to doubt it here. But here she is. She's telling him all about her job. And what's the natural reciprocal thing is that he's going to tell her about his job, which, of course, he can. So she brings up Philip and Elizabeth and how they get to talk to each other about everything and how, you know, she and he can't. And but would she be that bold 
as to come out and say... Well, they've been together for a while. Yeah, years now. But to come out and say, I want to be an FBI agent. And she she would have to know that she's too old. She'd have to. Well, she does now. And, she, and she's like, well, surely they make an exception. I mean, is she just trying to, like, win his trust? Like, hey, I'm trustworthy because I want to be an FBI agent? Mm, I think she just... Wants to get on the inside of what's going on with Stan. That's crazy stuff. Then we see Philip, this real quick scene, he's brushing his teeth, and he goes out and looks at Elizabeth. And what is that look? Did you pay attention to that? I was going to gonna ask you what you thought. I think maybe, you know, he could have possibly, you know, now he's hungry and she threw that food away and it's not there anymore. And he's longing he's, for the food. He's upset about the I think he's. It's, I think everything's just hitting him at once here, and he's looking at her as... Oh my God! You know I've got to. You know she's not letting up with this, this uh, super Soviet, uh, patriotic, Russian, Russian things at the cost at all costs, and if he's asked to stop her, what's that going to look like? Maybe. I mean, I'm just saying he's he's sitting there looking at her and he looks troubled. Yeah. And I think he's he's just troubled about how. Her reluctance to really, you know, she you, you've got the contrast of the Soviet Union with the contrast of what the, their experience in America. And it's just not, there's no comparison to what they had to live through in the Soviet Union and their life over here and what their life could be over here. And he's, I think he's just troubled by all this because she's just, seems like she's digging her heels in. Yeah, it's almost as if he's lost her already. He looked at her like he's lost her, maybe based on what she was saying. I mean, she's I mean, she hates America now for whatever reason. She hates America. If you'll remember when they were talking about going home before last season, there was like this this scene where she it's like she come to realize the things that she would miss. She was looking through her closet and stuff like oh, that. Oh, yeah, had I like remember, this... yeah. And it's like she was human then. She at least, even though she wanted to go home, and you can completely understand that, she at least realized the good things yeah, about here. Yeah, oh, my here. God, look, all, look at everything right. I have here. And I'm not going to have any of this back there. She hates everything now. She has like, it's just like she's, he, he can never have what he wants. She makes now. herself hate it. She reminds herself that she hates it. That may be true. Well, then we go to commercial and we come back and disguised Phillips pulling up somewhere. We don't know where yet. And then we go to disguised Elizabeth as Tracy meeting up with a guy, Evan, in a hotel room. Yep. And she goes through the whole thing. Here's my ID. Here's my ID. Let's see yours. Right. Yeah, she's playing a good game. Here. Yes, she does. And she goes through this whole thing. And she's basically what she's trying to do is find out the weak points. Exactly. Isn't that, isn't that just the most clever thing in the world? You sit down with somebody that tells you everything on the uh, under, under the, the guise of, okay, now we're trying to make this better. Right. We, she's an auditor for this. Right. That's what we she says. We need to know what. And you can't tell anybody. Right. We need to where the opportunities exist for improvement. Right. And let's just go ahead and start. And you sign this, sign this disclosure. Sign right here. Initial right here. Okay. Now we can talk. Everything looked so 
on board oh, know, with yeah. that. Yeah, really on the up and up. Okay, so that's going on. And then we cut to Stan at the airport looking Stan for Gennady. Stan goes and gets Gennady. Uh, Adderholt goes and gets Sophia. And the other agents go and get the kid. And that's the end of that. They got so, him in witness protection. This has to be something where they've set it up ahead of time. If anything happens, we'll come to you. We'll say you want political asylum, and we'll pull you out of there. Because Gennady, man, he's sitting there looking, and he's oh, like... Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. And the other guy's like, we have diplomatic immunity. And yeah. he's like, I'm not here to arrest you. Right. This guy wants asylum. And Gennady goes, yes, I want asylum. And the other guy, he's standing there with the package, and then he takes off yeah. running. I don't know if you right. notice. Yeah. He's like, that was kind of funny. And same thing with Sophia. They go, Adderholt goes into Sophia. I almost thought she was going to say no. I didn't know what she was going to do, but did you notice? Because it was real subtle. She looked at the guy oh, in the yeah. other room. It had to have been Bogdan. Bogdan, and he's shaking his head. Don't do yeah. it. Yeah. But, like, what's going to happen to her if she doesn't do it once oh, they came in there? Can you imagine? She's done. Bogdan's certainly not given good advice no. on stuff like that. So she gets up and goes with them amidst screaming and yelling, and they're calling the embassy. And then they go to the school and get Ilya. We assume that's Sophia's son. Gennady and Stan are then in the interrogation room. And Stan's telling them, I'm sorry. Yep. This is what happened. Sophia wants a divorce. You guys are going to be in separate places. Yeah. And, and then Gennady appeals to Stan. Look, I, I'm going to be, I'm alone here. This ain't going to work for Gennady. Do you remember Gennady walking the street? I've got a real bad feeling about what's going to go on with this. What I do you think, think he'll do? Something. Something. Gennady's not going to go in witness protection alone. I don't believe that. It's not going to happen. He said he'll go with her that he loves her, and he wants a life with her. Well, he'll only be in witness protection for a couple of years because, you know, the Soviet Union collapsed. But anyway, we'll talk about that later. Well, then we go back to Elizabeth in the room with Evan, and he's showing her the, the downfalls of the security, the the weak areas. And he even goes into his girlfriend. He tells her no, that's girlfriend's his, that's what name. Got him killed. That's what got him killed when he said, oh, yeah, my girlfriend's a security guard. Whoop, that's the end of this. She can't let him go back and maybe tell his girlfriend who's works in security that he's been. Oh, you this, think that was that's it? That's exactly what, that's what got him killed. She wasn't going to kill him. Oh, was, I think she was no, anyway. No, he's going to walk out of there. When he mentioned, yeah, my girlfriend works in security. That's what got him killed. That that was, she she made the, the split second decision. That was the end of him. Oh, your girlfriend. Oh yeah, she's great. And, 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 and she's just thinking, oh my God. Okay, this, I didn't get that. This guy's girlfriend works in security. She's talking to this guy about security. She's can't take the chance that this this numbskull is going to go back and talk to his girlfriend who is in security. Okay. That he was interviewed uh, about with security. somebody by somebody about. Yeah, but I thought she was looking at him like. Now I know who to go after that, or no, something. No, I, I did too, but then I thought about it. Well, that's what got him. That, that's, well, that's good. I didn't think of that. That's what got him killed. That one statement right there on his way out got him. There's a difference in him walking out and living and him getting killed. Well, she chokes him out as the music plays in the background. I'm thinking here, and all these years, over 20 years now, they haven't met one person that was stronger than little teeny tiny Elizabeth. It's all about leverage. I guess, but come on. I mean, you know, we could have like a, you could have like a, a 10 year old jump on your back and you're going to be, and she's, I've seen 10 year olds bigger than Elizabeth. And if a 10 year old jumped on your back, do you think you could 
hand. I'm, I understand with a gun or a knife or a I hypodermic. Could. I could, but an out of shape human resources employee doesn't think that quick. Once he's put in a chokehold, he doesn't know he's in a chokehold. He's sitting there thinking for just a couple of seconds, what the hell's going on here? And by the time he realizes that he's getting choked, it's too late. Seconds later, it's lights out forever. Well, I started thinking here, Elizabeth has totally gone to the dark side. Not that she wasn't there before, but Philip would not have killed this guy. There would have been no reason, I don't think, in Philip's mind to kill this guy just because he said somebody's name. They would have certainly at least waited. And I don't think Elizabeth would have done it if Philip would have still been working with her. Mm. Elizabeth has definitely gotten quicker on the draw. She's quick triggered. I think I think she would have. I think this is I don't just, know. I think Philip really tempered some of that with her. Maybe I'm wrong. This is know. just training. And then we see Philip meeting with Oleg in the dark. Yep. And I'm assuming that He didn't he, want to come back, remember? Right. But he that by his meeting with Oleg, he's agreeing. He exactly. I'm going to work with you here on this on this project. And then that was the end of this week's episode. And we see in the upcoming episodes, which I never watch, that <laughs> Claudia wants something done with Gennady. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Paige is spying, and Philip is saying that Elizabeth put her life in danger. So I don't know what's going on with that. And I'm assuming we're talking about Paige here. Yeah. Elizabeth's telling Paige that this work can get to be too much for some people. Claudia is telling Elizabeth that one of the that one of their couriers defected with his wife and child, and he has to be dealt with. Oh, I know. And Philip's whispering that his wife would never do anything to hurt our country, and Oleg says that loyalty can be used. That's what we see. Yeah, Oleg's right back in spy mode, isn't he? I know. Well, yeah, that's kind of what he's sent there for, though. And then that was the end of episode three. We're thirty percent done. With this season, with well, the final season, I know. How does that make you feel? Uh, very sad. I know. I don't like it either. Mm-hmm. So, was there anything else that we cover it? I, I don't. I don't have any other thoughts on this okay. episode. I'm looking forward to the next episode. Well, yeah. Okay, and we'll talk about that in just a minute. But first, we'd like to thank everybody for joining us tonight. If you'd like to send us a chat, you can always find us on Twitter. I'm at Michelle from TN. And I'm at Mike from TN. And you can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash tribal A few people have actually joined us over there, I noticed this week, and we love that. Have I haven't they? yeah, they have. I haven't put any I haven't even oh, updated great. it yet, but um I haven't had a chance to, but it's really neat that people are are jumping on board, so we really appreciate that. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn, so you can subscribe to us there. Please like us and rate us if you like what we're doing. Of course, all this information is on tribalrant.com, where you can email us or leave us a message there. We're all over the place. We're easy to find, and we love to hear from you. Next week, we come back with episode four. Did you notice what it's called? No. Mr. and Mrs. Teacup. Hmm. Okay, that means they're, yeah, they're probably not long for this world. Something's going to go on. Yeah. And I happened to find a synopsis. It's real hard to find. It was, anyway, prior to this week. But I happened to find a synopsis of episode four online, and it said, After picking up a distressing piece of intelligence, Elizabeth takes extreme measures to get close to a Soviet negotiator. 
and Philip shares some stunning news with Henry. Mm. So, Mr. and Mrs. Teacup next week. Okay. Same time, same place. Yeah, yeah, if we can do it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, if, if it doesn't interfere with anything. Okay, mm. well, we'll see you then. Okay. Okay, bye-bye. Right. Bye-bye.